My commentary to the Facebook group about Part 1, Book 1 involved three posts that I'll share with you here. If you'd like to see the thoughtful comments and observations that people shared in the discussion of these posts, you can follow the links below. First, I discuss the essential substance of Part 1, Book 1. Many people in the group identified what I believe is the central focus of this chapter. In it, Hugo is conveying the brutality of the war and juxtaposing it with the guileless innocence of the mother and the tranquil beauty of the spring woods. While the Red Bonnet Battalion scours the woods, on guard and fearful of ambush, the forest is full of flowers, green shadows are pierced by sunbeams, the ground is covered with moss like chenille cloth, and this juxtaposition is reduced to one simple, powerful image. The birds twittered above their bayonets. While Sergeant Radub interrogates the mother about her political opinions, she communicates a personal struggle that is utterly outside the two sides of the war. She is merely trying to survive and to protect her children. When Radub says, Come to the point, who are you? She answers, We are people who are running away. When he says, Are you blues? Are you whites? Who are you with? She replies, I'm with my children. When he asks, You don't know who killed your husband? Was it a blue? Was it a white? She responds, It was a bullet. When I asked once in class for my students to write a sonnet and to draw inspiration from something we'd read in literature for it, one of them chose the first chapter of 93 as her inspiration. Here's her sonnet. The Woods of La Sodre. Fresh bloomed flowers are strewn about the ground. Glimpses of the canopied sky are blue. Birds in the trees sing with a cheery sound, for winter's gone and spring is fresh and new. But we are in the woods of La Sodre, and we won't be fooled by this seeming peace. This terrible forest is where men slay. This white and blue battle may never cease. The bark of the trees is stained dark blood red. These stealthy woods teem with the air of war. Our pounding hearts are filled with only dread. If we are ambushed, we could be no more. Although these woods have found sweet springtime's breath, they hold the wicked air of shadowed death. Another thought I shared with the Facebook group concerned my view of Victor Hugo as a sort of literary master distiller. You'll often find passages in which he describes a situation broadly, then condenses it down further, then reduces it to an essence, and then captures that essence in a powerful phrase, visual image, or metaphor. Here's a good example. Occasionally they came upon traces of encampments, burned spots, trampled grass, crossed sticks, blood-stained branches. Here soup had been made, there mass had been said, and over there wounds had been dressed. But those who had passed through had disappeared. Where were they? far away, perhaps, or perhaps they were quite near, hiding, with their blunderbusses in their hands. The woods seemed deserted. The battalion redoubled its caution. There was solitude, hence mistrust. 
they saw no one, all the more reason for dreading someone. Watch for other examples of this literary distilling process. There will be many. I suppose that makes his writing like fine whiskey. Feel free to pour yourself a glass while you read. I also shared with the Facebook group my favorite lines from within this chapter. I strongly encourage you to always find favorites, to figure out which lines speak to you the most, and to think about what it is about them that speaks to you. So here are a few of mine. First, the birds twittered above their bayonets. This is Hugo at his master distiller finest. He's established the terror of these woods, these baleful depths where the number of murders that has been committed would make one's hair stand on end. And yet nature is oblivious to the crimes, and the woods are abloom with all the beauty of spring. Quivering walls of branches, sunbeams, wood daisies, and thick carpets of vegetation. All this is the delightful physical setting for the devastation of war. And he distills all that down to this one short poetic phrase. The birds twittered above their bayonets. Another favorite of mine, of course, was, She didn't keep any for herself, grumbled the sergeant. Because she's not hungry, said a soldier. Because she's a mother, said the sergeant. I think I've made this exchange from 93 a Mother's Day post on Facebook several years in a row. Devoted motherhood is captured with a simple, heartbreaking gesture. A starving mother dividing her only food among her children. Simultaneously, you see the tenderness of the gruff sergeant with his rough face and his bristling mustache. A tenderness that, despite all his grumbling and his aggressive interrogation, leads him to adopt the children into the battalion's care. Without giving spoilers, but as a teaser, I'll tell you that by the end of this novel, I was in love with Radub. And a third favorite of mine, I give anybody a drink who wants it. Yes, anybody. Whites as well as blues, even though I'm a blue myself, and a good one, too. But I give everybody a drink. Wounded men are thirsty. They die without any distinction of opinion. This attitude expressed by the vivandier is shared by many characters in this novel, and it is so powerfully captured here. The attitude is, in essence, that there's a point where political differences become irrelevant. Here, when a man is on the brink of death. And again, Hugo captures this abstract idea with power and poetry. They die without any distinction of opinion. If you decide to join the Facebook discussion, I'd love to hear about your favorites.